The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Welcome, welcome. Guess who's back? Ray and J.D.'s back. We are in the cave. We took a little break off. Uh, I was back in Chicago kicking with Ray Ski, trying to stay uh Stay, get my chill mode on, see what it's like to uh, empathize with my brother. Ray, what's going on, bro? Happy New Year. Man, happy, first of all, happy New Year to everybody, man. Happy New Year to you, man. I wish you would have been able to stay a little longer. I know you had to dip in and dip out with your family and all, but man, it was good to, to, to at least, you know, know that you was in town. All the people started, I remember, you know, paparazzi was, was around and the reporters and announcers and, you know, I know how I get when you come back, <laughs> back at the shy, so... You know, big ups. When you got time for the little people, you know, I'm here, though. Whatever, man. I can't even go to Wally World without seeing your face. I go to a Coke machine and like, dang, <laughs> they shouldn't have never gave brothers cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot going on. And one of the things we definitely want to start to show off, uh, just want to give our daps to a uh, pioneer in the industry. Uh, I've had a the opportunity to meet him a couple times, but throughout the years, uh, to me, he has set a pattern that is now mimicked by most people in the sport sport world, especially on ESPN, and that's uh, Stuart Scott. Um, one of the things that I loved about him, like, you know, before he was coming on, you didn't have people talking mess, booyah. I mean, he's influenced Chris Berman to Ken, Kenny Mayne. I mean, everyone... Uh, yeah, just a good man. What's your thoughts, Ray? I mean, you know, man, I got a heart for the whole this whole cancer thing. It's just, I just want to kick it in the ass, man. Period. It's just taking so many lives and so many good people. And you know, I hate to hear. You know, I'm 40. You know, and you know, Stuart Scott was 49 years old. And you know, that that hits home for me big time. You know, I I I just you know to leave his family, to leave his kids, and that's that's a tough situation. But you know, like you said, a pro, he was a pioneer. He was a he was I, he made ESPN interesting. He made he made ESPN fun to watch. It made it fun to watch for our culture. I thought because he had such a he he spoke our language. You know what I mean? And he 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 made. ESPN become the actual first TV locker room sort of kind of, you know, and that's what I liked about, you know, Stuart Scott. He, he, he's, he was a, he'll, he'll be somebody that'll be greatly missed. I mean, he started a certain type of way to deliver sports that no one ever else did, you know, and you got to give big ups for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just, uh, take a moment of silence. Uh, I think just for school steward and give our, our pay our respects to him. 
All right. On another note, we're back, and um, it's been a lot going on in, in, in the sporting world. Uh, you know, we we've had some games. We didn't talk about. I mean, we missed kind of some of the hirings and firings. I mean, this day and age, you miss a day, boy. Stuff changes, doesn't it? I'm gonna tell you, man. I, all you gotta do. I, I, what did they say? Facebook is the new uh, AOL. All you gotta do is turn on your Facebook, and all your news feed is full of garbage. And you know, and anything you need to know, what uh, good and sports entertainment or whatnot, and and all everybody kept talking about Black Monday. I thought I thought Black Monday. I started taking stuff to the store. I was like, man, I'm about to go get some discounts on some stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm oh Black Monday, like the football. Okay, got it. All that means to me is the season's over with. That's how I look at it. See, popping hired all the time. I I, I guess. For me, it's different, you know, coming off and spending time in the front office and stuff like that. Uh, before, you know, typically casting get fired after a year or two years. Usually you got that three-year leeway to kind of prove yourself and develop. is almost like the whole college, high school thing. Uh, and then never before really did you hear guys after being in the Super Bowls and stuff like that, like a Jim Harbaugh, getting or uh, mutually getting fired. I mean – which in his case is, is more like a promotion uh, in one way. Uh, so it, it, it's a little different. So, I, I mean, I shouldn't say I look forward to it because I don't. I mean, anytime at the end of the day, we're all humans and yeah, that, it's families that, that, and, and it's jobs. That's your, that's your cut day <laughs> for, like it was for us. Yeah, that's, your, it, that's your Grim Reaper. The Black hey, Month is your Grim Reaper. Now you know how it feels exactly, because in the locker room wrong. and you just won the playoff game and you wonder why, you know, next week you ain't going to be there. It don't make any sense. Yeah, it is like, it, it's kind of like the dead man walking. And sometimes you know it's like win or die. You just see one play in a game that you know that could probably change the whole output of, uh, outcome of the game. And it's like you're just looking like this must just drop the game off, and I am on the outs. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what? And, and to, to, to bring up a great game that that really just symbolizes what you just said, the Bears game. When they lost, you could tell when dude. I bet you that locker room was packing so quick and so quiet. And they was just trying to get out of there and just because you knew there was just a list. When you wake up that next week and you guys got to check out and sign all them paperwork, you know there's a list of people that are going to get that. Yeah. And, and here, I mean, and since we're going into it, like you talk about the Bears. Never in our lifetime did I think, first of all, like Phil would be gone that fast and a coach. Usually the Bears – let you try to work it out, you know, give you a three-year window. Uh, I mean, they've never been like a one or two and done, but right. never say never because stuff right. is real. <laughs> the right. struggle is real. Well, I mean, and, and I hate to say it, man, you got the coach killer, you know, Jay Cutler, you know, yep. it's, you know, on your team. I mean, how many coaches and teams that he's just been just, you know, just he just left a toxic – you know, smell to, and, and, and it's just how it is right now. And I'm being honest with you. I'm surprised that, that, that Phil Emery was, he kept a job. I really am. I mean, once he gave the money, but here's the thing. He didn't give away that money without permission. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody, hey, somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb. Uh, but then going into that, you had a whole deal with the Jets. You had, you know, Rex, Rex already knew before the game even 
was played, whether you won, lost, or whatever. He was like, this is my last one. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Joey, tell your mom, put your mama on the phone. We ain't never coming back. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then you had the, the GM there, the Raiders, the coach got fired in the season. Um, one of the situations that I thought was pretty interesting was the whole deal in Buffalo, uh, mm-hmm. how Doug Marone and his contract uh, had the fact that if he uh, if new ownership came into place, mm-hmm. that he could pull out of his deal, and not only that, he can get a four million dollar uh, buyout. Oh and wow! So the season's over; he's not fired. And he has a three-day window to make a decision. And he says, I'll eat 5,000, G. Hey, no warning. Huh? He pulled a Jay-Z on him? Man, nobody, no warning, no nothing. In fact, I got to call one of my boys that's on the staff and see if he's going to go with him. And so you, you, you just had that. Is he there a, any- he, took a, he took a page out of Kyle Oyd's book. He said, man, if Kyle can do it, I can do it. And everybody's not. Boosh, bamoosh. <laughs> Dudes, coaches and players are just peacing out nowadays. Like, they just go away. He's like, what the hell? What happened to Kyle? We were just talking about that. We're like, what the hell happened to Kyle? He just walked away. He probably in Jewel right now shopping or something. <laughs> and, and, I mean, is there any other surprises that you think? Do you, I mean, uh, oh, shoot. You had Atlanta. And the GM is on notice. The head yeah. coach is gone. Yeah. And... You know, man. No, I, so, I think people say it was black black money, but you know, to be, be honest with you, it, it, I think everybody expected. I thought everybody was expected that that was on the chopping block. I don't think there was any surprise that we can go. Oh snap! Where did you hear about that? I was. I, to me, I'm just surprised that you know when you fire head coaches, I'm, I'm I'm wondering why some of those OCs aren't on the chopping block as well because them general managers connected to them head coaches. You know, she, it, it, there's, a, there's a string, you know what I'm saying? It goes all, both ways, up and down. Well, and right now you have uh, what's going on with Cleveland where uh, the young Shanahan and them might be exiting. It, it's just, it's never a dull moment. And some of the OCs and things like that are being uh, let go. But I'm, boy, I'm surprised. I'm going to tell you who should have been let go, your boy from the Dolphins. What's his name? Uh, Fibbins, Flippins. He, uh, you what see, did you just call that man? Flippins? Flippins? What's his name? Philbins. I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes my words move around on me sometimes. But anyway, he should have been he should have been fired. Like he he had a quality team. And because I watched the Miami Dolphins in the beginning of the the season and they do like they always do. They fizzle out. If I was a if I was a Miami Dolphin ticket holder, I would not get 2015 seats because you're going to disappoint every every year with the same BS. So now I I have a question to ask you. In this modern day world, mm. do you think it's possible for Miami to be successful? What do you mean this modern day world? What that mean like over the basically you know, like now, like with free agency being the way it is and you know and I, I think the, I think Miami's running into the same situation that some of these teams will probably go to run to in the future. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. And I think that they are breaking up that, 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 that franchise and offering up. I mean, when Jennifer Lopez is owning some of your franchise, there's a problem with that. I mean, they've got people involved that's got money, but they have people involved that don't know what the hell they're doing. And I think they're going to keep getting mediocre team, mediocre players. Now, who wouldn't want to play in Miami? 
and you can't put together a team in the last what ten years. But that's my thing. I'm like, it's is it a place too that holds a lot of distraction? So say you just left Green Bay and went to Miami. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I can, I can. You know what? You just made a valid point. I, and, and you're I started, 22 years old. I started old. in New York. I, I was. I started in New York with the Jets. And I had to say, even though Chicago's is still a big city, it's still a big little city. And the difference, there was a big, big difference. And, you know, the lifestyle living. Yeah, I can I can somewhat understand what you're saying. There possibly be could be some distractions, but there are distractions everywhere. I mean, come on, let's let's be real. Yeah. So in this real fast. So some of the hot coaches, I, I think some of the hot names out there, Todd Bowles, I mean, I think that if I'm him, I might even stay another year because some of these jobs aren't as attractive as, you know, their head coaching opportunities. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of them still, you don't know who the GM is and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so uh, who's another hot name that that's out there? I wouldn't just say hot names. I just think that there's there's enough quality and we'll get into this because I know that's on our segment. There's some other quality coaches out there that I think are probably going to get shunned over. And yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised there's not a couple of guys from the from the collegiate league that haven't put their names in the hat. Yeah, and, and then you have like Rex Ryan that's out there and stuff like that. But again, they're doing it a lot different this year. The GMs aren't in place. The head coaches aren't in place. Normally they're on it. But uh, we'll, we'll get into some more football uh, after this break. And you know what? We got to get our DJ back on it. I miss I miss our hard hitting music, man. It, that it was get my flow going before. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Man, you remember the you remember the uh you remember the 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 the, the show B Street? You remember the movie? There hey, welcome back to the man cave. We got a little LL, my radio. Uh, y'all got to, this is the stuff we grew up on. I remember I was in North Carolina when I heard this song when it first came on the radio. It was, this is when yeah, I, this is North Carolina? Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina, where I'm from, man. And that was the first time I heard hip hop, like, and it was this song. And it was just like, what the heck is this? And it was, that was it. Oh, yeah. LL, to this day, to me, is one of the best battle uh, MCs ever to be out there. Absolutely, he ends several brothers' careers. What yeah, happened to Kumod? Man, you got to put him in the top six. That's a six. The top three. He told MC Hammer he couldn't crush a grape. Think of MC Shan. What happened to him after that? I could name about four MCs that no longer exist because of LL. Yeah, and he's getting he's got I was about to say Kumo D. See, I produced it with Kumo D. I would have said I would have said Rakim. Rakim was always my favorite. No, I, but battle. I battle. Not, I got you. Who did Rakim have the battle? I mean, LL in several brothers' careers. He did, and, and he's lasted longer. I mean, he like Muhammad Ali. He lasted longer. Ice T got out of rap because of LL. <laughs> hey, did you see the uh, you see the trailer for NWA? No. Ooh. They 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 did all right. I'm I'm a little I'm happy. I'm happy for where it's going. It, 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 easy E, the dude that plays Easy E, he did a good job. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're back, and you know y'all got to you know we're more than just football. We have some entertainment. We had to get love where it's due. Uh, so hey, let me cut you off real quick, man, because I want to give a hot shot, you know, some shouts out to Muhammad Ali, because I don't know if everybody knows, but and they kept it under 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 the cushion for a while. He's been, you know, in in and out of a hospital with pneumonia for about two weeks. So everybody, prayers go up to the champ, man. Real talk. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um so what we're gonna do? We're gonna talk about a little bit. One of the things that uh, as we're going into is some hot names. And do some of the best people always get the best shake? And so now, with the uh, over the past several years, what the NFL has established was the Dan uh, Rooney Rule. And for those of you who are not familiar with it, basically, with the Rooney Rule, uh, it has it where a minority African American uh, has to be interviewed for either a GM or a head coach uh, opening. And John Wooten, a very good man. Uh, Took me under his wing uh, very early, working with the Bears, uh, always there for questions to be answered, you know, uh, advocate since the 60s, going back to Jim Brown, with making sure that people in co- of color were treated properly and fairly within the world of f- football. So now what's happening a lot of times, you know, people already have their guy in mind, but because of the Rooney Rule, they're going through, they're interviewing like, for example, Ray Austin, knowing that they have Jim Harbaugh, who they're really going to hire. And so some of the guys are really hesitant of taking some of the interviews because it's like, do I really have a, a, a true chance of getting that position? 
Well, it's 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 affirmative action for sports, and I I, I hate it. I, I despise it. I think it's it's something that that has to be done, which is unfortunate. Because let's just be real. Let's just say if you if you had your own secondary and you had the one out of the four people had to be a white guy, that means that you you had to interview him or bring him in for a workout, knowing that you was going to hire another guy based off of you think that he couldn't play that position. And that that's foolish. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, I, I, I hate that we have to be that there. You know, I think we, we, we've gotten over the quarterback hump, you know, black quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I mean, we're not gotten over it. I said it's... I was about to say, Ray, we haven't gotten... Let me, let me, let me see. It's been more welcomed. You know, based off of we've had a lot more successful, you know, now we're actually probably about 50-50, you know, with, with uh, you know, black quarterbacks coming into the league. And, you know, we've had this such thing as we think that they are the new prototype and might be the next move for, you know, for, for, for teams. But that's actually not really solid yet. And I think the same thing with coaches, you know, because... You know, you've had Dungy that's had some, you know, a lot of a lot of success, and, and even Lovey had a lot of earlier success. And but there, there's a lot of D coordinators out there, you know, Romeo Ville, like that, are, that are out there that could still be people that can actually get, you know, to, to be head coach job, you know, head well, coaches. Well, but well, well, Ray, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna say this: it's deeper than that because you have some guys that have coached college that still can't get into an NFL position job, not a coordinator job, and you know, a position. And the, the thing that was happening for a while, if you see uh, one of the typical things that happens, you guys who usually get promoted to head coach, especially having been minority coaches, they usually are former defensive coaches. Because it's very, it's very hard for them, uh, for a black man to get an offensive coordinator job and or quarterback job. Right now, Pep Hamilton and Jim Caldwell were two former quarterback coaches and black offensive coordinators, and there's one more Herald here in Arizona. Uh, good one, but it's those is is rare. But as crazy as that is, is much better than the NCAA. <laughs> well, well, before you even say that, it's 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 ironic to me a little bit when you when you think about all the talent that's on the field. And then you look at all the talent that's in the press boxes or on the sideline coaching. It's so, it's so, you know, it's so whipwop. It's, it's, you know, you got all the, you got, a, you know, the NFL is made up of a majority of African-Americans, black men. And then you go to the coaching, look at the coaches and you, you do probably the, the percentage. The percentage has to be maybe what, 10% out of the NFL that are actual black coaches, period, DCs, old coordinators, defensive back coaches, defensive linebackers, all those guys. And you put the the number towards how many white coaches there are and black coaches, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad to see. And it's so weird to me because it's like, well, wow, you know, I always grew up having, you know, I, I grew up with black coaches and white coaches. And a lot of the time, the coaches that were black coaches, they were usually my, you know, defense back coordinator or defense back coach or the you know, they played the position a lot of the times, so they they their language is different. You know, and it's just like I, I for me as a player, I would probably adapt to someone that actually you know you know played the position a lot of times. I have to say this to just to just to cause a little bit of confusion. The only person I can ever say that was I can, I guess I can say that not about was Bill Belichick because that man hadn't backpedaled probably in his entire life. But he really showed me how to play football. 
Yeah, and so you get a balance, but now you have these guys, and you know, and no disrespect, like uh, I had the opportunity uh, when I went to the Colts after the Browns, I had took a couple steps back and uh, was going in as an intern, and I was right under Bill Polian's son, and um, you had these guys that never even played college football or even high school football, and uh, they're getting positions right out of college. Right. Uh, and now they're considered, you know, some of the top coaches for these head coaching jobs. And it, it it's something that a lot of people aren't happy about. But and it's like, well, the first thing is, well, are there any quality black coaches? Yes, there's tons, but they're trying to get a breakthrough. Like, you know, how hard is it for a black coach to get a head job in the SEC? Man, I, you know, it's <laughs> all good. Hold on, hold on. It's only been one head coach in the SEC. Yep. Only one. It's Sylvester Chrome. That's it. And think about his think about his uh tree that he came from, Bear Bryant. Right. He he's the rare. He's the exception. Well, and you're talking about minorities, period. You think of the SEC, you got John Chavis. He's still a minority, and he's been under less miles for years, put probably some of the best you know, NFL players out there now on, from Tennessee and LSU on the field today. And, you know, he's going from one D coordinator job to the next D coordinator job. I mean, you, you explain that to me. When he's been on national championships, had number one defensive player, number one defensive uh, uh, teams, and now he's going from one defensive coordinator job to the next. Well, why is he? Why is he not up for any uh, Kentucky or what? I'm just you know throwing that out there. Yeah. So with that being said, in general, we're going to kind of move in a sense. But who's the best college coach right now? Right. Now, I mean, yeah, yeah, they lost, but Nick Saban to me is. He's a he's a he's a he's a captain, man. I mean, he wherever he goes, he falls into just you know great teams, and he puts together really good staffs. I can't stand Lane Kiffin, but you know to see the massacre Lane Kiffin has done on the offensive side uh, of running Alabama's offense, he knows how to get get people if you like them or not. Now, what about Urban Meyer? I think Urban's. I think Urban's absolutely, absolutely go down as one of the best coaches in in the league. And if he wins, and if he wins this, you know, hey, if you win, you you win a national championship on your third quarterback, man, that's saying something. And my thing is with Urban, he has typically worked with less talent than mm-hmm. Saban has had. I mean, Saban's been at LSU. I mean, don't get me wrong, Urban Myers was at Florida. But right. LSU, and he wasn't that kind of guy. And then Alabama. Right. I think Urban Meyer, again, going back three quarterbacks, uh, and just where he's won, he's gotten the championships, and he's gotten the best out of his people. But, I mean, even though he hasn't coached in three or four years, but now he's back, Jim Harbaugh. You got to look at what he did with Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when we, I, I think be, before you can bring up Jim, because he's been out of the loop for a little while, you have to stick to people that have been consistent. And you got to talk about Stoops at OU. I mean, well, Stoops hasn't been consistent the past two years. 
Yeah, but I mean, two years. Okay, you think about the broad, the span of their coaching career, where they've been. Like, let's talk about the best coaches in that sense. Yeah, you're talking about it. You know, you got to bring out Stoops. I like the the, the guy from uh, TCU, Patterson. I think he's you know he's doing a heck, man. Who would have ever thought five years ago that TCU would be who they are right now? Like, seriously. Yeah, I, I, I'm going back to Harbaugh. One of the things I I think about him, he was a good coach. He was one of the better coaches in the NFL. I think he's just one of the better coaches that mm. transcends every level because mm. he was with the smaller schools. I mean, when he was at San Diego, he right. goes to Stanford. And how hard is it to win and be competitive at Stanford? And then right. you take over a battered uh, San, San Fran uh, team. But uh, we're going to go into break and we got some more college football and some other sports stuff we got to talk about. So, hey, Let's get back and see y'all in a minute back in the man cave. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. It's time for a look at sports from behind the lens with Pete Delonzo. This show provides an inside focus on what goes on in the sports world that you don't hear about on most sports talk radio shows. There have been a lot of changes in the way sports on television is presented. This includes rules, looks, and attitudes. Pete Delonzo has a 30-year-plus Emmy Award-winning career working behind the scenes in sports coverage. Now you can get the real story, Behind the Lens with Pete Delonzo. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144, or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Thank you, Ebony. We appreciate that, girl. You always come in and do your thing. I would love that smooth reggae voice of yours, that raspy voice. <laughs> Did you just say reggae? Yeah, it was a little reggae. She got a little, a little, little, little Jermaine in her. A little, you know, some of that. 
gosh. By the way, I thought if y'all don't know in Chicago right now, like if I sound like I'm cold, I'm actually am cold because it's negative twenty five outside. Yeah. Can I tell you? We're having that too, too. Okay. We're a we're we're probably a hundred degrees warmer than you right now. It's eighty one in my backyard. Wow! If you do the math, that would it probably would be that. Yeah. It's, dude, it's negative twenty five. I spit and it turned into a a little hail. It hit the ground and burst. <laughs> it's that bad, dog. Anyway, we gonna bring up some. Uh, we'll talk about this. 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 I, I, I gotta talk about this national championship because I have to say. Uh, a couple of the fellas came over uh, last weekend. We watched both games back to back, and I have to say, man, I I was first of all, I I bet not bet like money wise, but I bet on both the teams that lost to win, and I could not believe what the heck showed up on that night. I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna tell you like this: the boys from Oregon, boy, they they some special. They some. Special, you hear me? Like I, I, the first time I fell in love with Oregon was when I fell in love with them, but started to pay attention to them is when they played Tennessee, bro. Listen, you think I'm playing, bro? I'm serious. I was so flabbergasted because they was going so dang on fast on the drive. I was like, I gotta time this, bro. I timed them after the tackle to the line of scrimmage of running a play. It was under 12 seconds, bro. And I said, their and I everyone their momentum of running plays is ridiculous, and it's so finesseful when they do it. Finesseful is that word? Can you Google that real quick? Finesseful. I just know this. I just know that I feel like if they would have had to play Alabama first, I don't think Oregon makes it. I think Ohio State has a perfect combination of every team, except for they're just. You know they they could run the ball powerfully like uh, Alabama, but then they could get up and spread and have some people just going every direction. Not quite as good as Oregon, but they aren't bad. And so I think, yeah, I I I was really shocked at Ohio State and how they beat uh, Alabama. Alabama. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, that, but more so. How Oregon, like they just once they get off to the races, you get behind them, then you start you start reaching for stuff just well, like well, Florida State did. Right, and see the Alabama game to the Ohio State, it was like your big brother beating up on you. That's what that felt like to me. Like you thought, I'm sorry, your big. I'm, I, I said that wrong. Your big, your little brother beating up the big brother. Exactly. He done, he didn't actually been in the gym lifting some weight, and he been waiting for this day for you to piss him off. That's exactly what happened in that game. And I was like, damn, like, oh, State is just putting that thumb to them right now. And they just couldn't do anything. The Oregon game, however, your boy, your boy, JW, just, he, man, he, I mean, they, they beat themselves most likely. Oregon came and played their butt off, but Florida State did just literally just gave them the ball five times. Yeah. What do you and you can't do that with a team like Oregon that could put up points because you know you can't put up points as fast as them. It's yeah. kind of like when either I'll say a, a comparison is when Peyton Manning is hot with their offense uh, with the Broncos like last year or mm-hmm. when um, New England 
when they had the two tight ends and the receivers, it's like, okay, or Randy Moss, going back to when they had Randy Moss. It's like, ugh, you know. Have you seen the Rand, by the way, on 30 for 30? Uh, no, I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm gonna. I got it. Uh, Tivo. I gotta see it. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna hit some thirty for thirties this weekend. Uh, and speaking of the championship, so uh, going down to Dallas, uh, Raymond. I hope you got those tickets for me <laughs> uh, while I'm there. All, all I care about is what Oregon gonna come out the huddle. Uh, come out the stadium. Where, <laughs> but hey, Phil Knight has single handedly helped Oregon recruit. He, it changed the recruiting game. First, you know, I'll, I'll say this. First, it started with Maryland with Under Armour. And then yep. Nike was like, oh, yep. pump your brakes, pump your yep. brakes. I'm going off the wall with it. And then one of the things I do like what Oregon has done throughout the years, before they were just getting the athletes. And what I mean by that, they didn't care if a guy was 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, it was like he could be 5'6", but he ran a 4'2", you coming. Where yep. now they're getting the guys that are 6'2", that runs a four two and coming. Yeah, yeah, they gonna and be loaded. For, they gonna be loaded for a few years. So, I mean, they're an impressive team to look at. Real, like especially when you look at a lot of the whack teams, you always like their whack period, and you don't really have any solid, you know, teams coming out of it. You may, you know, uh, you get maybe one or two, but the, it always seems like the, the SEC is always dominating. But now, not so much. You know, not so much anymore. Yep. And so now, now we know this, and it, and it's come out well. Before before we get into that, who would you take? Who who are you taking for the championship game? I mean, you know, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Oregon, bro. I'm gonna go with Oregon. I I love the way Mariota, you know, played the game. I love their tempo, man. It's just that tempo is just something else to deal with, man. I'm serious, and I think and I I think a lot of the NFL teams are going to that same tempo too. So it just seems to me that 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 they'll probably be able to last for the the entire four quarters. I think old state's going to come in, they're going to try to put that hammer on them like they did last week. But again, I think that, you know, is I wanted to ask you is the is the cornerback number 14 playing for Oregon this year, uh for the in this game or is he still hurt? Uh, if they if they can get him if they can get him in, I, I think the defense will pull up a couple you know some more turnovers, and I think Oregon's going to be our national champions. Here's my thing: I think that uh, Oregon puts too much pressure on Ohio State to do, uh, and and what what I mean by that because Oregon can score fast and from anywhere and anybody, then mm-hmm. you have you're going to have a third string quarterback having to press. And here's the thing. They're going to load the box. They're going to say, hey, you know what? Ohio State, you have to pass, and you have to make this young dude pass to keep up with us. And, yeah, you have, one, you have a real dominant receiver, but you're going to have to pass to keep up with us. Mm-hmm. And one single loss of downs or turnover, we got you. And once yeah. we got you, he really going to be pressing, and then that's when the second interception goes. And yeah. I remember watching against Florida State – and I told my boy, I was like, he was like, the game ain't over yet. I was like, yes, it is. I said, they're going to have to press now. And when teams, when quarterbacks press, they throw interception. And as soon as, like, I promise you, I press sin within three seconds. Winston uh, Jameson threw the interception, and I was just like, I told you, that's just <laughs> It's happened too many times. But speaking of that, did, wait, did you see all the memes? Did you see the memes? Yeah. <laughs> see the one with the uh, basketball player blowing on him. 
Oh man, they were hilarious. Social hey, media, you, trip, you, man. They, they they got no love for you on social media, boy. You can't mess up anymore, man. It's a trip. Yeah, and the thing is, everybody across the world gets it. It's not like you, you know something if you don't if you live in an area, it shows up in your area paper and it's done. It's like thirty seconds, and right. then the thing is circulated to millions. And then someone else wants to be funnier than the last person, so they're gonna add a little bit more. So the Lance Stevens was funny, and then they started doing everything else. I was just like, man, wow. hilarious, hilarious. So, but uh, with Winston, so his dad made the announcement today that uh, he is not returning to school. What's your thoughts, homie? What's my first thoughts? My first thoughts is, where, where where was his dad when all this stuff was going on? Like, why why are we hearing about the draft right now? Like, there there had to if if you want to speak up for him right now on this particular situation, there was some other situations that were way more important at the time. Where I think that you know he he probably definitely should have stepped in and, and said some things. I mean, one thing that I kind of looked at to kind of for me with him going into the draft is. JW seemed like he got some serious attitude or anger issues because I don't know if you saw that small little clip of his coach actually telling him, James, if you don't th- up, I'm going to bench you right now. Like for your head coach to look you in your face because you were talking down to him and telling him what to do or whatever he was doing wrong. I mean, that's not just going that's not going to fly. But but here's my thing, too. He has he and I agree with you. He must have a temper or uh, just a lot of issues. He knows he's under the biggest microscope there is, because, first of all, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He has a history of getting in trouble and he knows right now he's possibly being looked at by all 32 teams to be because he's going to be a number one pick because Due diligence, every you, everyone has to do the research on a guy that's going to be number one, just right. in case anything happens three years down the road. They trade. What intel do you have on a guy to make an educated decision to get him a free agency? And uh, I think that him come. I would have preferred, and this goes against everything I believe. I would prefer for him to stay in school another year, and because to me, to me. It would have showed that he had the character to overcome a place where he's been known to have a negative impact. And if you could do that, you know what I'm saying? Where he's had the troubles he's had at Florida State and just say, hey, okay, this is what would happen before. But really, it wasn't because of me. And or if it was me, I've overcome it. There's a saying, bro, that they say you don't eat where you poop. And he didn't poop too much there, and it's time for him to start over. He needs to get he needs to get into the NFL, but he needs to get under a a a a, a veteran mentor type of pro ball player. Like he needs to go. Like I, when I when I when I was playing, I, I had there was a few guys that always that tried to help out the rooks, and he needs somebody in his ear. He needs to go to a place, you know. That's that's not like a New York City or anything like that. He needs to calm down and become a pro now. It's you know, I think he needs to he needs to go ahead, chalk up his college time. He did it. It's over. Now let's let's be a professional. I'm going to name two perfect places for him. And this is going to throw you throw people off. I would send him a three. I would send him to Green Bay. Yes, 
I will send I them to New England, and I will send them behind Peyton Manning and Denver. And and here's the thing. Denver is probably out of all of them the one place he'll find a little bit more trouble to I mean but you can find it anywhere but mm-hmm. he has a stronger personality that than him to put his butt in check yeah yeah I mean he and because he's well yeah how how many rookie quarterbacks have the privilege to get underneath three of the best co- quarterbacks in the in the world you know to me I think he's going to end up going to to a team like a Tennessee Titans and I think that if 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 management and coaches can ha- handle his his uh, his personality, I think he'll do well there. I think that I, I mean it's, it's pretty obvious Marietta's going to probably go to the Bucks if I'm not mistaken. But that's that's my that's just my take on it. All right, so, we're go-, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and 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 and, and flip it and uh, bring up Houston. We got a problem. Hmm. to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private tv channel we support multiple media formats so all of your video content can be in one place we offer a number of advertising and video packages for more information visit voiceamerica.tv if you think you've seen online tv like this before let us surprise you Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Well, welcome back to the man cave. Uh, we're into the fourth quarter, and some of the things we need to talk about. Oh, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Uh, I'm breathing into the mic. My bad. <laughs> anyway, hey, we got to bring up Houston. We got a problem. Uh, Mine goes this week to, and I hate to say it because I really started to like these guys, and I thought they did a really good job all year long. I've been like watching them and just the way they carried themselves. And I just think it's it's it, you know some people think it's it's getting blown out of proportion or whatever not, but you know University of Oregon, the players at the end of the game starts chanting "No means no." you know, towards the, you know, Jamison Winston, you know, again, that, that to me, it was, 
it's this culture, this culture, these young guys, you know, that's just how they are. They, it's, it's about strike and strike now and everything goes viral so fast and it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. It's, it's recorded and it's put on blast so quick. And for a team that is at that caliber playing like they are, and come on, son, y'all ain't got to do that. Like, that's over. Y'all won. Y'all, done, y'all making the boy cry anyway. And go hey, home. put the women and children to bed. You know ain't nobody safe. <laughs> y'all was the team that broke the the the, the, the thirty and oh, like they twenty nine and one, like but because of y'all. That's enough. Walk, drop the mic. Walk off the stage. So Houston, we have a problem with my boy Johnny Football. Oh, I like him. I like the spunk. I like the fact he has a little fight in him. I don't know right now if I would want him as the leader of my franchise for the other, for the little things he seems to get himself into. It's something about the past couple of Heisman Trophy winners and leadership and quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one was extreme opposite uh, with Tebow, but then you have him. So uh, the issue I had with touchdown Johnny, Johnny was going ahead and kicking it. You know, like Johnny does, because Johnny is like, hey, drinks on everybody, you know, uh, Patron on ice. Is that how it goes? You know, I don't know all the stuff. So y'all got to help me get with my hip movement at the club scene. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a novice at best and not even that. Uh, but touchdown Johnny went in the club and they started telling him how bad he sucked. And then Johnny went ahead and go ahead and showed them the finger. And so they started dropping drinks on Johnny. So. And he was in Houston, so he's a Texas boy. So in his home state, you know, they gave him ride him cowboy. So Johnny Houston, we got a problem. Johnny, sit your tail down and go home. Stay home. Throw the party at your house. He's kicking himself out of the league. No one's doing it. He's doing it himself. Literally. Sit your tail down. <laughs> so uh as we go into this to this week, Ray, you know, we got the playoff game, stuff yeah, like that. Man. Um, who do you have? And, you know, talk, talk to your boy. Holler at your boy. I mean, I did so bad last week. I don't even know if I want to pick. I mean, I did the horrific, literally pros and college. But So Baltimore, I'm, New England. I'm going to go ahead, you know, even though Baltimore is on the upground and, and they probably want to be one of the hottest teams next year, I'm going with the Pats. So I got a hometown boy, a young man that was uh, participated in one of my first high-intensity camps, and I actually did some one-on-ones with him, cornerback Rashawn Melvin from Walktown. Uh, but, hey, Rashawn, love you, man, proud of you. Walktown? Yeah, that's what we call it. Oh, so, wow. uh, But, you know, Rashawn, unfortunately, Mr. Brady is probably going to put hands on y'all. So I'm going to go ahead with New England on that one. Yeah. Next one, we got Carolina versus Seattle. Again, you know, this will be a good – I mean, uh, they, made, they made a wish and got themselves this far and kept, they kept the grind on. Cam Newton has brought, brought them here. But, I mean, man, Seahawks, they just they, – they're unstoppable. They're unstoppable. Yeah, Seahawks has too much for them. And you're talking about a team with a losing record still in the playoffs, even though they won last week. And then they yeah. – they won against a decimated Cardinals team, a guy that couldn't – that should have been my Houston has a problem. Ryan Lindley probably threw for less completions than I did last week, and I didn't play, play any football. That was a sad piece of material right there. I mean, Arizona had it in their hand, and, and it's, it's sad that somebody else is going to be playing in your backyard. Which I don't really think the league wanted that to happen, or people wanted that – 
personally, I wanted for the people of Arizona, but business wise, financially, I agree that that would be a hurt to the city. I agree. Um, but I feel like Seattle is a much more dominant team, and they have too many things that they could do uh, to. Carolina, and I feel like Carolina has the manpower to even be in this discussion at Seattle is not going to happen. So mm-hmm. Seattle has that win. Now the next one we have, pretty interesting, Dallas Cowboy and Green Bay Packers. Man, I would tell you, first of all, there's the, 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 the refs, they, that should have been my Houston. We had a problem, the refs for the Cowboys and Detroit Lions games. I mean, the one like, that got off the bus. <laughs> yes, for real, like for real, dude, like for real. <laughs> Like for like, have you ever seen a pass interference before? Like, come on, son. But like, then, that, that hurt. But then he had the balls to go off of their bus. Oh, did you see that off of off of the uh, Cowboys team I bus? Saw, I saw the, I saw a little bit, but I didn't hear it. I didn't hear. Yeah, what yeah, it, it was very taste tasteless in his position. Jeez. So who I, do you I'm, have? You know what? That's going to be probably the he- that's going to be that's going to be a heck of a game. That's going to be a heck of a game. I'm still going with uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to pull it off, but that's going to be a shootout, dude. And, and so I'm going to for the reason of uh, it's great that Tony Romo can hand off the ball to Demarco Murray and Des Bryant is a beast. But if the weather is anything like it is right now, the Cowboys are not used to this. I mm. mean, just the thought of it hurts my bones. And I'm from the Midwest. Well, so, if, it's 20, if it's negative 25 here, it ain't far from that. From West Yeah, Carolina. so I'm going to go ahead and let Aaron Rodgers do his thing. He ain't got to run much because everybody else going to be frozen stiff. So I'm going with Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so the next game, Andy versus Denver. You know what? I, I, I want and, – and, and, and I'm going to take one in the, in the jaw for this one, but I want my, I want my, my, former, my former teammate – Pay Manny to go ahead and get this one, and so I'm going with the Broncos. I want him to go out in style. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, the Broncos as well, and uh, I think that it's not going to be even that close, but, you know, we'll see what happens and see how it goes. I, I, I think that – I think luck – this might be the one, though. I think this – I think this might be the game that sends your boy – and who I really respect into retirement, I think Indy actually might pull it off. I'm sorry, my my phone, my my, my mic muted when you said that, but whatever. It, it, I've seen crazier things. So there has to be a major upset in one of these games. And as I was about to say, Denver wins. I may have to say the upset might be the Colts sneaking this one in. And that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, then also, as we're going into some things, uh, I don't know what Ray feels about this, but I, I don't know if some of you guys have, have been able to watch this year's, uh, this past couple of weeks, weekend's fight with uh, John Bones Jones. Uh, first of all, Cromer talked all kinds of crap and, said he was going to take him down a hundred times and a hundred times John Bones Jones wasn't going to be able to take him down and Cromer right. had not been taken down. Bones takes him down four times, beats him. Uh, I like the fact that John Bones Jones showed a little emotion 
and uh, after the fighting, gave him no love, um, and pretty much dominated him or defeated him. So congrats to John Bones Jones. But then 24 hours later, I find out my man uh, tested positive for cocaine in the system or uh, the re residue of cocaine in the system. Uh, he is in rehab. And I have to give Cromer respect, you know, to not kick him when he was down, probably because he doesn't want John Bones Jones to kick him ever again. Uh, so, <laughs> John Bones, I, I, I wish you the best in your recovery. Uh, Ray, I, you know, getting ready to go out Sunday, do this Dallas thing, and hopefully see uh, go to the national championship game with Darnell. And, uh, man, it's one. It's been one. And I thank you guys for tuning us in with us. Appreciate you guys. See you next time. Peace from the man cave. It's warm out here. I'm doing a happy dance. Happy dance. <laughs> we out. All right. We're just about out of here. But make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of the man cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon. Thank you.